like Brent Lowry and I bet I could watch you spread your air out all day. But when you're done doing whatever, when you're through playing whoever, you know that the Nats fans will be right here waiting for you. Hey everybody and welcome to Resting Pitch Face episode 17. I'm Kay. I'm Laura. And I'm Sydney. And as always, you can look us up on Twitter, Rest in Pitch Face with no G, Tumblr, Resting Pitch Face Podcast. You can download all of our episodes on iTunes. We are working currently on a an easier way for all of those without iPhones to download our episodes, and we'll keep you updated on that. Um, and always send us questions, concerns, and things to smear at our Gmail, restingpitchface at gmail.com. Um, <laughs> I feel like first of all, <laughs> yeah. Does because Dan Colco has a podcast right now, right? He does, in fact. Does he talk about things he wants to smear on himself? I doubt it. You said it was kind of boring. I don't boring. think so. I mean, I, I, I feel like that would take it in a direction of an entirely different kind of podcast, and probably wouldn't be sponsored by Masson. I don't know. Masson seems to like when we dump things on other people. <laughs> I think there's an, a key difference between dumping something on other people and smearing things on yourself. Sure. I mean, if you want to be boring <laughs> about it. <laughs> Unless it's like sunscreen, generally smearing things on yourself goes in a dip. That's a left turn. Well, you know, we have the ghost of Bobby Henley. So sunscreen definitely plays a prominent role in the national sunfield look. It, it was weird because I, I, it always takes me a minute to register that his name isn't Sendley. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was like, wait, who's Bob Henley? Is he related <laughs> to the dude wearing the sunscreen who is always like windmilling his arms? And the answer is <laughs> it's the same. <laughs> when nicknames take over popular consciousness. Yeah. yeah. I was like, wow, Seriously. he has a real name. FP like has, has gone into my consciousness. <laughs> FP has got into all of our consciousness. Yeah. It's a beautiful thing. Don't fight it. I, I have to say, he was he was at peak FP during the, the Orioles-Nats series. I, at one point, I think I turned on the Orioles commentators because I'm just like, I, I can't right now, FP. No! I love FP. <laughs> I, I love FP too, but like sometimes, you know, he he was that kid in class. Oh, yeah. 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 And I'm like, FP, do you need to take this folder up to the like fourth floor and maybe run some stairs in between? <laughs> Like, I, I need a break. <laughs> I didn't actually get to watch all of the games on television because we, of course, only had three of them because of the constant Swamp Town rain. Mm. Um, did, did they do what they used to do that I always loved when they would, like, trade broadcasters during, like, in the middle of the broadcast? And they'd, like, send FP to Baltimore and, like, we'd get Jim Palmer or something and, like... Did they do that? I don't think... I, they granted, used to. I didn't watch every single part of this. Like, I was going back and forth between the TV and the radio broadcast as I was doing stuff. So if they did that this series, then I missed it. I think they've stopped. But I always kind of liked that. Yeah, that's fun. I mean, to get a little variety and to pretend like we're one big mass and family that's not being split apart by mommy and daddy's nasty divorce. Like, <laughs> I also like the image of sending FP to Baltimore. Like just the way you go, put that. Go to Baltimore, FP. Come back when you're ready to sit still. To yeah. Don't you, do you need to go get some pit beef? Maybe run some stairs on the way? Like, <laughs> um, Funny story, which she may kill me for telling. 
um grace and i were at fenway on friday mm -hmm. um and it was quite cold because it's quite cold in boston right now um and grace got really chilly on the way in and was worried that she was gonna get really cold in our seats if she started the game already cold um so her solution to this which i thought was quite resourceful um was to run a bunch of stairs at fenway until she was warmer <laughs> I mean, it's not a bad plan, but I feel like it wears off really fast, and then you're colder than you were before. Because of the sweating. True. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, to be fair, she runs marathons, so, like, oh, probably right. less She's... sweating. Um, yeah, and then I went and got all the, like, first time at Fenway schlock while she was doing that, and then I was like, I got you a present! You have to wear all of it. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> I was very jealous when you sent me that picture, not only because you were at a game at Fenway, but also because my game had just gotten rained out, and I was like, Sorry. No. Yeah. It was honestly yeah. amazing that we didn't get rained out here. Um, the rain held off up this far north until like three in the morning, which was really lucky because Grace was very only here for a very short period of time. And I was like, she's never been to Fenway. We're going to Fenway. It gets rained <laughs> out. I'm going to be so pissed because like, depending on when they were going to make it up, she might not have been able to go. Um, and this was like the only opportunity. So I'm sorry, Nationals. But if one of these games had to be rained out, I'm glad it was not Boston for once. You also don't live in a stupid swamp town. I mean, yeah, I don't. I hate covered stadiums, and I think they're dumb. But like, we needed to do what the Marlins have and have a giant re retractable roof. Like they built the stadium next to a river. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah I always disagree. Where it rains. I always disagree with the concept of covered stadiums until my game gets rained out, and then I'm like, nah. <laughs> At least it's not snowing. That's true. We never have to worry about a snow out. Somebody did an analysis because the, the rainstorm that Boston is getting right now is a nor'easter. Somebody did an mm -hmm. analysis of how much snow we would be getting if this were like six weeks ago. Mm -hmm. um, it was pretty absurd. And also, when like, you buy hot chocolate at Fenway Park, you get it in a cup that's a picture of Fenway in the snow. That's nice and I guess on point. <laughs> yeah it's very sweet it's one of those things like Nats Park only sells hot cocoa at like certain temperatures and it's really hard to find at Fenway they bring it yeah. to you in your seat wait what yeah in addition to the hot dog guys and the cracker jack guys there's the hot cocoa guy oh my god there are hot cocoa guys at Nationals Park are there when it's like when it's really really cold the problem is for five months of the six month season it is 97 degrees and 100% humidity. Yes. You don't want hot chocolate. You don't want to be in the same. You place. don't know my life. You don't want, Sydney, <laughs> I don't think even right you now. want hot chocolate in July. Uh, in the middle of the sun. Have you seen me wear a sweater in July? Yes. yes. Okay, true. Have you yes. seen me wear a sweater, two sweaters on Memorial Day because it was 74? <laughs> <laughs> I'm never going to be able to okay. take you to Fenway, am I? You're just going to wither and die. No, I the have rest please. everyone. I, I have a winter jacket. It's fine. Like, I'm I'm a thin-blooded DC native. I totally own up to it. But everybody that's not you or Trey Turner doesn't want to be in the same section as hot chocolate. Oh, in his little balaclava. Yeah, yeah, I feel like he and Ben Revere really missed out on being balaclava buddies. That's so true. That would have been fun. Yeah, they did get to spend a little time last season. I feel like as balaclava buddies. Yeah, but like, um, anyways, where's, where's Trey from? Florida, right? Yeah, so he's even more of a hothouse flower than you. Yeah, but and then uh, Ben Revere <laughs> is from like near Atlanta, so like, mm -hmm. yeah, I feel like 
we we are united in our oh what is this it's cold it's 73 <laughs> or cover my face um someone on tumblr um, called him a majestic cold weather cryptid yes i did see that and i quite liked it he seems to be happier now that it's not well now of course now it is freezing again i say freezing i would have been i would have been killing for these temperatures like a month ago but now i'm like why is it cold okay we be hardy new englanders come on i, I hear know. you like losing this in your personality and it's important to me that you hang on to it it is. I, and I normally I am hanging on to it, but when it's raining, I'm like, screw everything. Okay, yeah, no, I hate rain. <laughs> when it's cold and raining, like, if it's raining and sunny, raining and warm, I'm happy. If it's cold, I'm happy. If it's raining and cold, I'm just like, why? No, raining and cold is What's the, the point worst. of moving to the south? Otherwise. Um, so anyway, usually my attitude is if it's, like, 40s and raining, it should just get a little bit colder because it's wasted snow. <laughs> um... We need to move on from talking about the literal weather, I think. <laughs> yeah. Oh, like, my, my that's hip a hurts. water cooler talk. Oh, my dogs are barking. I was on they my phone. Yeah. My bones to eat. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's, let's move on because uh, we got a lot of stuff we want to talk about. And we've started, we decided we would start with some positive stuff today. We're going to kind of mix our players and plays that we loved in throughout the episode today um but we wanted to start with like really like yay everything is going awesome i'm so happy about all of this stuff denying all of the things that are not going awesome let's start with all of the things that are super awesome (laughs) okay so denial (laughs) is a river near the anacostia um And much like the anacostia is rife with sediment um like Okay, like, are we just going to pretend that Blake Trinan doesn't exist? And that's yes. yes. We're starting For the with the Ryan we will, We're starting. We are gonna, yes, we're starting with the positives, and then we will move on later in the... I need... This is the emotional version of running up and down the stairs. Okay, just start I need saying... my happy blood... Just start saying what? things about Fish Face Dad before Sid can bring okay. us all down. Fish Face Dad, a.k.a. Ryan Zimmerman, a.k.a. Lil Glummy, um, is having... <laughs> What? L- Lil Glummy? Is that his rap name? He looks so, so glum. Looks so glum. He's gonna be so walking glummy. up to Lil Glummy music. <laughs> I think he's trolling us because he's walking up to oh I can't remember the name of it now, like old one's back or something like that. And I was like, Ryan, are you are you trolling us? Are you no, trolling us? Uh, wasn't he walking walking up to Biggie? Yeah, yeah. it's that's the song. Yeah. That's the song. Uh, yeah. Like you're trolling it. You're just trolling us now. Yeah. Uh, but you know like, what? Okay. It was twenty five. It was like twenty years ago. 20, 25 yeah. years ago, I felt really, I, this I felt really is why old. Doubling down, on, doubling down on the trolling of all of us. Yeah. Um. Anyway, he deserves to be trolling us because what everybody's calling the Ryan Assance, and I think we finally reached a consensus on how to spell that. Top of four MLB leaderboards, tied for top of the fifth one. I'm like, wait, Ryan, have you just been saving all of this up through all of the, like, agony of injury for the past several years? And you're just like, I'm back. Here's everything that I didn't give you. I believe Backstreet is, in fact, back. No, we already did that once. We're not doing it again. I'm sorry. It's May, sorry, so, so we have to go with it's going to be May. May. I'll sing that one instead. Just How let me know. I saddled with the two of you, honestly? <laughs> Hey, you invited me. <laughs> you invited me to this shindig. But like, yeah, it's just, it, it, where is this coming from? I mean, not being injured. That's where this is coming from. This is what Ryan was always like. Like, 
but like something about not having plantar fasciitis or his arm about to fall off uh-huh. makes it so he can actually hit the baseball. Mm-hmm. Well, and the thing is, like, mm-hmm. it, it's a combination of things. One, he would hit it last year, and it would be basically a line drive or a fly to center. And so he was making contact. It was just not productive contact. And then mm-hmm. this year, it's all the contact have be- has become productive. So, like, well, it's not even – well, and some to some extent, it's, it's seeing the ball well, but to some extent, it's also just – putting the ball where the fielder is not did he he changed up a little bit of his um batting mechanics didn't he yeah so that's probably even dumber but i love it (laughs) it would be hard no it's actually pretty easy to look dumber than what he does yeah he could look like he's trying to lay an egg yeah i was like daniel murphy that's (laughs) how it looked dumber Um, Um, but he does look a little like he has that foot twisty thing that he's doing mm -hmm. now um yeah he's kind of pigeon-toed yeah um, well he was always a little pigeon-toed that's true yeah and like you know he he can like he's obviously hitting for power this season but like again with the batting mechanics and everything like i i don't think it's a it's a totally new thing it's just getting better at what he was doing before if that makes sense it's building off a pre-existing skill set and not getting kneecapped by injuries yes like it's hard to to really co- go go in there and correct your batting mechanic so that you're not hitting it right at people. I mean, he ran into a fair amount of bad luck, but at the same time, if you're going to be hit, you got to figure out how to not hit it where people are. And you can't fix that if every five minutes you're like, ow, ow, something hurts. Ow, something else hurts. Like, yeah, I can't imagine you know. playing baseball with plantar fasciitis. I mean, my mom had it really bad a couple of years ago and just like she couldn't put any weight on the foot. Yeah, like people just like can't walk when they're when that's flaring up, like let alone run baseball, run the bases. Like um, I said, his dogs is barking. <laughs> <laughs> no, and like think about the the weight shift involved mm-hmm. in your swing, and like if you're kind of gingerly putting weight on something, I feel like you've just kind of got a hitch in that. Because you're focusing on the pain and or the avoidance of the pain. And not what every else other part of your body is trying to do. I mean, yeah, that's pretty, and also yeah. on the ball. I mean, how well can you focus on the ball if, as soon as you shift your weight, like searing pain runs up the bottom of your foot and your calf? Yeah, I don't know. How much money are we talking? <laughs> I can ignore Fair. a lot for millions of dollars. Like, and we are going to talk about injury and attitudes towards injury and playing mm-hmm. through injury. We're also going like, to talk about millions of dollars and yes. mil millions and millions. I, I think they just like put up a clip from of Carl Sagan from uh, the old Cosmo series going billions and billions. And Bryce <laughs> is like, that's what I want. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this is clearly like, uh, this is clearly argument of don't play through the injury, get better because now he's better. And I'm happy about all of this. Yes, we are in Light the Ryan, Ryan Assange. The Ryan Assange. Um, <laughs> so we did agree. We did agree. We we the three of us reached a consensus on the spelling. I don't know what anybody else has got, but if you want to come and suggest something to us, please do. R y a n i s s a n c e. You skipped an A. I feel like a check. No, I didn't. Not from what I was thinking. Do you have another A in there? Yeah. We didn't reach consensus. R y a n i s s a n c e. R y a n a. A i. Okay, so you guys are doing an A i in there. All right. Okay. It's, it's there we go. I, I, I like that. I think that works. Points don't matter. Like, 
it's a fig word. Yeah. I also uh, feel like I should have a bell because I've listened to Charlie and Dave so many times. Every time something gets spelled, I want to like go ding. <laughs> um, um, are you going to classically condition yourself? <laughs> I think I already, I think what I'm proving is I already am classically conditioned. Something is spelled and I want I expect to hear ding, ding. <laughs> um, so in, in non-Rianaissance news, mm -hmm. uh, Jason Worth continues to be Jason Worth. What was it? Much uh, to everyone's apparent surprise. Uh, he's, that's, he's old. I know. He's, he's old and his groin hurts and he's blessed <laughs> us with uh, Dan Colco having to ask him about his hurt groin. So have fun, Dan Colco. Things that are going to be <laughs> smeared on Dan Colco are going to be stuffed into a locker. Um, <laughs> I feel like he would have. I feel like Jason Worth would stuff Dan Colco into a locker. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. and or, or just pat him on the head and be like, I don't know what you're talking about but you're cute. He, his on-base percentage is po above 0.4, which would be, like, amazing if the whole team weren't doing really, really amazing. So, like, it would be something we would be talking about if, you know, a bunch of other players weren't up there. Um, mm -hmm. Ryan, Ryan Zimmerman is at 0.434, and Bryce is at 0.493, and was above 0.5 for until, I think, the series with the Orioles. But, like, Jason Worth is really consistent and mm -hmm. part of his consistency um as thomas boswell said he get you know he's gotten on base in 1776 um, yeah. is his pitches per plate appearance yeah um which is i love his being a frustrating swear jar asshole to pick pitch to yes. like mm -hmm. just like nope don't want that don't want that and it, like it gets to the point with you know the old anecdote about ted williams um like uh, what was it um, the catcher being like, wasn't that a strike? And, and the, and the umpire going, Mr. Williams will tell you when it's a strike. Um, <laughs> like, I feel like that's to a certain extent with Jason Worth. Like Jason Worth will tell you when it's a strike. Like he knows when it's a strike and not, and he's just really good yeah. at, at looking at those sort of marginal calls. And when he's pissy with an umpire, it's because he's right. Like they tend to put yeah. it up and they're like, oh no, no, Jason Worth was right. Like Mr. Worth will tell you when it's a strike. Um, mm -hmm. Not that he's Ted Williams, but like he has a, a such a good eye for it. Um, and yeah. he's and he above, always has. Yeah, he's career above four for pitches for plate appearance. Yeah, I mean, so I keep not just score, but I keep pitches because I'm really I'm very neurotic, and his are always like I, I have like no room left in his little box on my scorecard for all of the foul balls. That's and, impressive you know, that you take down pitches. Like, it, let, yes, let's go with impressive and not totally bad. No, I'm crazy. serious. I've done that once. <laughs> I have actually managed to do that once. And God, you can't look away. Yeah, I know. It's it's a little it's a little intense. Every time I miss one, I get really like mad. Um, but yeah, like his 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 little square, his tiny little square is like full of like all of the fouls and all the balls and the strikes. And I'm looking at this and like every single one, it's like ten. I mean, not every single one, obviously, but like yeah, he has the long. I think he has the longest ABs of anybody this season so far, at least on the Nats, um, consistently. Yeah, I mean, and and like the the most infamous one is obviously in NLDS Game Four. Yes, um, from twenty twelve, um, where it was that thirteen pitch uh, at bat ending in a walk off home run. Yeah, um, like that that one was like that. When I tell my children, which I don't <laughs> have, so when I tell my cat's children, which she can't have, you know, about how the past was, I'll be like, and then Jason Worth who was a Sasquatch, 
that we employed for millions of dollars. He actually looked so much less Sasquatchy in 2012. Like they play, they replay that, oh, and yeah. they're like, "How did you get more Sasquatchy?" Like, yeah, I remember thinking he was like this big bearded werewolf mountain man, and then now I'm like, "Oh, he's such a little baby." Yeah. <laughs> I mean, clips of him on the Phillies, and you're like. Oh my God! Look at him. He's so fresh-faced. <laughs> One of my favorite yeah. pictures of him is when he was actually in the Orioles organization, and he's got these gigantic nerd glasses and co- is completely clean-shaven and yes. cl- close-cropped hair. And I'm just like, "Are you from the same species?" He would have shoved himself into a locker. <laughs> yeah. You think he goes back and harasses past Jason Worth? <laughs> it's possible. Because I would. Let's let it be said he was still six five. I think us trying to harass him at six five would have been a little hard, no matter how clean faced he is. Hey, you underestimate you underestimate my ability to harass tall men. I just feel like he, even if he doesn't look like a Sasquatch, he could still probably pat me on the head and pound me into the ground without trying. Yeah, like a steak, you know. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Um. But yeah, no, he's. It, we shouldn't be surprised at what Jason Worth is doing because this is what he's always done. This is, I guess, like he's continued to be himself but stronger. Yeah, I mean, full, full, full. No one's hit him in the wrist with a pitch yet. <laughs> full, full, full. I said it. You can say it too. You'll feel better. I, I knocked on the wood of my desk, but yeah, and it and it is getting lost in everybody else being insane. So, so for yeah. instance, Bryce. For instance, Bryce. Bryce is also crushing it. Again, in their season preview for the Nationals on Effectively Wild, they began with like, is Bryce Harper good at baseball? And I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I feel like he might be. And then I feel like Bryce Harper might have listened to that and been like, oh, bitch, please, come on. <laughs> I'll show you. Is he good? I'm like, are, are you, what drugs are you on? Like, he had a down season, but like, yeah, Bryce Harper is good at baseball. Like, water be wet, guys. Yeah, although to be fair, I was hesitant to say anything about his resurgence until April was over. Mm -hmm. Just out of superstition, because last year he looked like himself in April. And whatever was going on, whether he was playing injured or whatever was going on with that, that happened after he had a crazy good April. Mm -hmm. I still maintain the Cubs got to his brain. Yeah, It's possible. Or he just tweaked something trying not to swing in all those intentional walks. (laughs) But whatever it was, he he did look like himself in April of 2016. So when everybody was sitting there in April being like, Bryce is back, Bryce is back. I'm like, wait till May, wait till May. Don't say that Uh, till May. Actually, after all of that about pitches per plate appearance, guess who has 4.48 pitches per plate appearance? Bryce. Anthony Rendon. (gasps) What a good. What a good. My boy. Yeah. That's Uh, awesome. You know, Anthony Rendon, who we loudly sang my boyfriend's back to. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to spare you guys that right now, but if you want me to do it again. Do it. Do it. Hela, Hela, my boyfriend's back. Um, yeah, no. I am I'm... working on those lyrics, by the way. Your, your stats lookups for my parody lyrics have not been in vain, but it, it, it comes along slowly. Parody lyrics have to happen organically. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't, he's not career where Jason Worth is, obviously, because... You know, Jason Worth's been playing baseball since, like, there were Mastodons. Uh, <laughs> well, that's where he gets his hairstyling tips. Um, yeah. but... God. The, the Tony hair, it's just, it's 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 not really a shape that I want it to be. I like it long, but it's just, it's getting kind of mullety. Again, 
He can I do what like... I did and, and, and do like a half belt or a haircut and shave the side of his head. That would look cute. <laughs> it would. I was not I was joking. Say... Anthony, right now, come to the salon with me. Yeah, actually, it would look good. I was just going to say he should just go back to the, you know, the rally mullet. He worked it. Yeah. As much as I hate mullets, it yeah. worked. Or what he really should do is brush it out like he did at the last game of last oh, no. year. No, every so, no. day. Uh, Except then he would probably die in a cloud of humidity and his own yes. hair. Uh, True. Yes. It looked real cute though. Well, what we need to do is bring back Adam LaRoche for a uh, plate patients clinic and a hairstyling clinic combined. <laughs> Just not like in anything else in your life choices clinic. Yeah, like maybe stop shooting deer with like automatic rifles. Yeah, okay, here's doing a lot of the things that you, Adam LaRoche, do. Continue doing some of the other things that are the good things and stop the. Thank goodness for Chris Sale being a wackadoo because, (laughs) like, otherwise Adam LaRoche would have been like the weirdest thing that happened on the White Sox that year. (laughs) And Chris Sale's is like, Chris Sale's like, hold my beer and get me some scissors. Like, you know, somebody asked me why there was all this bad blood all of a sudden between the Red Sox and the Orioles. And I'm like, well, first of all, I don't go here. But also, Chris Sale is totally <laughs> crazy. That's why there's bad blood currently. Also, not not to put too fine a point on it, Boston be racist. Like, every yeah. place is racist, but Boston is like... But it started before the racism happened. I mean, okay. Uh, no. <laughs> well, like, before the race, before the most recent overt thing, also, I highly I doubt say, Chris Sale cares about it. Before Let's the racism it happened is not really a statement one can make in Boston. Yeah, the yeah, most fan, 1491. Like, <laughs> Okay, valid, fair, fair. Yeah, when we were, again, when we were at Fenway, um, we went on a tour, which was super fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but one of the things that they did was, you know, explain to you who all the retired numbers were. And the last one naturally is 42. So this like 20 something fresh faced little dude tour guides, like telling us all about all the, you know, importance of integration of baseball and the respect that the organization has for Jackie Robinson. And I'm like, y'all didn't integrate for 12 more years. Yeah. I mean, we can't throw stones. Weren't the, uh, weren't the, oh God, Senators the last team to integrate. No, the Red Sox were. The, the Red, Red Sox, Sox were the last team. The Red okay. Sox were straight up the last. And of course, they don't tell us that in the tour. So I just told everyone yeah. around me. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah I, I mean. it was important. Yeah, no, it, it is. And like, I mean, Adam well, Adam Jones, obviously, and this is totally derailing. Like, Adam Jones is obviously someone we have a lot of respect for. And I think, mm-hmm. like, people, he, he is a great ambassador for baseball. But like, when he said that, he's like, yeah, they were yelling racial slurs. And CeCe Sabathia is like, it's Boston. They all race colors. Yeah. And he's like, and, and then with, um, God, Dusty was like, yeah, I've been called every name in the book, but particularly in Boston. Yeah. Like, you know, this is not a great mystery. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, as, as a white person who's grown up here, white liberals in Massachusetts really like to think that we don't have a problem mm-hmm. because we're a blue state, which I mean, that's just so staggeringly untrue when you look at the history of the city yeah but we don't really talk about the history of the city in that way in like public school history class or normal conversation between white liberals and it's it's kind of bullshit because yeah it takes something like that to even get people in boston talking about how we may possibly possibly still have some racists here um well and it's interesting that the players who really spoke up about it are all both black and american mm-hmm. um because obviously boston loves you know big hobby because who doesn't but like 
it's it's interesting that that seems to also be a factor that either the black Latino players are not speaking up about it, which is entirely possible. I I think that that's probably more likely. Yeah. Not that, but, like, oh, they're from here. <laughs> we won't yell racial slurs at them. Yeah, because let's be honest, most of the people who are going to be yelling those racial slurs don't care where. They're not, like, researching, yeah. oh, well, he's from Venezuela, so right. obviously I'm not to call a different one. Like, he's Dominican, not doing so it's that. okay. Yeah. yeah. We were behind in that uh, season. We were at a preseason game. The bros we were behind who were oh. harassing our center fielder. You, center fielder? I gave you my tickets. Yeah. Oh, I wasn't with you. Oh, okay. I yeah. I nearly got in a fight. Which center fielder? It was some some kid who was went to the minors for the whole season. So like, forgive me if I don't know his name. It was like it was last year. It was 2016, and it was like our fourth string center fielder. Um, and they were like yelling stuff in Spanish at him to try to get his attention. And I'm like, he's from Ohio. You're asshole. And then this really big dude near me in, in K's section was just like, dudes, cut it out. Um, and they looked at me and looked at him and then just sat down. (laughs) Good. Um, and big dude and I like had a moment. He's like, he, he, he literally went he's from ohio cut it out and so like i don't want to say like we're immune from it but at the same time boston seems to have like or everyone is racist but boston is racist boston's yeah. real racist it's a problem okay sorry that was a total yeah. side note no yeah, that was important it was an important side note and um can i tell a funny anecdote from fenway it might not yeah. help us get back but it's funny well so speaking of speaking of things people say in the bleachers at fenway we were sitting in center field right behind Kevin Kiermeyer since this was uh You poor thing. Red Sox. This was the reason you went to the game. Oh yeah. How's your husband doing? Uh, He's good. My husband is doing great. He wears his pants really tight. Yeah, that's for you. That's for you, girl. <laughs> like like impressively tight. Like tighter than Bryce. Um Bryce doesn't wear his pants is- that tight. Yeah, who is it? Oh you know what? You know who needs bigger pants? Adam Lind. I'm like, son, son, just please wear bigger pants. Like, I'm normally a supporter of tight pants, but like, you just need to go up a size. So, like, Kevin Kiermaier wears his pants ridiculously tight. Like, you can see the calf definition from row 11 and everything else. So, naturally, we are discussing, as one does, the attractiveness level that is Kevin Kiermaier. And this drunk dude next to me starts chiming in. Um, quite charmingly, I will say. He was, like, pretty wasted, not a terribly serious baseball fan, but really, really enjoying himself, um, and just decided to join this conversation about how cute Kevin Kiermeyer was, at which point I helpfully turned to him and added, and he's Jewish. <laughs> and this guy looks at me like, what? Like, like, completely not understanding why that would be a thing that I would add, like, and I had this realization that, like, you you don't necessarily say that. Like, I didn't really know how to then explain to him why it was a plus that Kevin Kiermeyer is Jewish. Like, I just didn't have the so words. So that to... you don't have to have your kids converted. I mean, you're you're Jewish, so like they would be, but like still, it'll keep your kids out of the mikveh. And it'll keep my father happy. Like, I just didn't quite know how to tell this guy. <laughs> like, that's when you just go, "I'm Jewish." 
I want to have his babies. <laughs> I mean, I he want was drunk enough. His eyelash full babies. Oh my god, his eyelashes. But this this dude was <laughs> drunk enough that like probably I could have said just about anything and he would have just nodded and continued mm. to drink beer and watch men run around on a field. Um but I, as, I don't know. It was, just, do. it was just this very odd moment where he clearly did not understand why this was a pertinent detail and I really didn't know how to explain it to him. Oh. Um <laughs> during what was it, the Nationals Mets game that we that we went to? On the on the way home on the train, there were a bunch of people with Jew crew hats on, and it was great, even though there nice. were no fans. My mom was just in Israel, and she was looking for a Team Israel hat for me, and of course she didn't realize that like it really was not a thing in Israel. So she came home and was like, "I looked for a hat for you, but I really couldn't find one." I'm like, "That's really sweet, a that you thought of that, but b like it really was not." A big mm-hmm. deal in Israel, so I'm not surprised that they're not selling the hats in most places. Well, they're selling them in New York. <laughs> I have the t-shirt. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, uh, the Jew Crew t-shirt. I also have a commemorative baseball card of them with the mench on the bench after they won the first, whatever it was, round. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I think that, like, and, and this is sort of a macro macro level thing, Anytime I have a positive experience talking to a dude at a baseball game, it like remains seared in my memory because I have so many <laughs> negative experiences. So like, oh, yeah. Trump dude, he's just like idling Kevin Kiermaier with me. Cool. Yeah, like, no, Trump I've Mets had fan who wants to know my opinions on Travis Darno. Okay, like, did I tell you guys about the random Cubs fan that I met at Fenway the previous game I was at this season? The hot one? Um, He was fine, but the <laughs> main thing was I was with a bunch of people, just like friends locally, my roommates, mm-hmm. and none of them were particularly big baseball fans, and I naturally had my scorecard and was like, that was actually the one game I've ever taken down, balls and strikes. I, I actually was running a little contest for my roommates. I live with a bunch of Europeans who knew nothing about baseball, so we had like a little tutorial before the game I you know drew a little diagram and showed them some clips and I was like that's the pitcher (laughs) you know because they really really didn't know much so I decided to give a prize for most improved baseball knowledge um but I didn't have anything so I decided I was going to go and buy a stuffed animal green monster Mm -hmm. um and this was like in the seventh or so but I needed somebody to keep score for me and no one I was with could have possibly even tried (laughs) like they they just couldn't have tried and there was this dude behind us who we'd been chatting to a bunch about just like NL baseball being better and the game in general, who was wearing a Cubs hat at Fenway for some unknown reason, as one does. I've never totally gotten why people do that, to be honest with you. Yeah, um, oh, I, I find it actually fun. So like if you're going to a game where neither team is your team playing, but you wear your team's gear, people will come up to you and say hi. And like, it's a good conversation starter. I guess. I don't know. Um, so anyway, so he was like the only serious baseball fan in my row, basically, because everyone else was people that I had brought for their little baseball tutorial day out. Mm-hmm. Um, so I asked him if he knew how to keep score and he said yes. And so I left my scorecard with him while I went and, you know, ran to the bathroom and grabbed a green monster and came back. And I come back and he's like 
so intent. He's like, so I wasn't totally sure, but I thought that was how you did this. And I didn't want to mess up your scorecard, but oh. here's what happened. And I wrote this and I made a little note and there was a pitching change. I'm like, oh my God, you're, you really care. And you tried so hard and you're so sweet. And like, yeah. I'm a Cubs fan at Fenway. Like, thank you so much for your effort. <laughs> I screwed up this scorecard all on my own so much. Like, I really didn't have to worry about it. But he was so earnest. It was really lovely. Oh, oh. So, yeah, I mean, you know, yeah. inter, inter-team well, it, fan unity, I suppose. Since neither of us is a Red Sox fan, we bonded. Well, yeah. and also just, again, if you have any positive experience with the dude sitting near you at a baseball game, it tends yeah. to it tends to go down because then there's just, like, all of the times where they explain something to me, I'm like, wrong, 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 <laughs> wrong. You get know, that, like, in, in Mean Girls, when uh, he's supposed to be explaining math to Lindsay Lohan and she's like yes. no yeah no that's that's what my brain is doing just like mm-mm, mm-mm, mm-mm. yeah nope that's definitely not what that call was no Tyler Clippard is going to use a split finger in this you know in this particular scenario like <laughs> <laughs> yeah and then like Lindsay Lohan and Mean Girls I, I pounce tackle them and pretend to be like on the Serengeti <laughs> what I'm saying is that's a good movie and I like it <laughs> <laughs> I mean I was just trying well to it was like- funny uh, I was just I was just trying to think back of like my past interactions with dudes positive or negative not counting the dude that I bring with me cuz he's kind of doesn't count. Um right. I'm actually becoming increasingly surrounded by women in my section so I'm having less interaction. I'm having fewer interactions with men in general let alone men who are like So, what's the infield fly rule? Like <sighs> I actually got into it over the infield fly rule at on Friday because we were trying to figure out what the hell had just happened on a play. And I think that it was a play that the infield fly rule should have been in effect and the umps did not call it. Mm-hmm. And it would have made much more sense if they had. There was an infield pop-up. Oh God. And I can't even remember which game it must've been before Wednesday um, where during the, the Nats O's series where I was like, that should have just been infield fly rule. Like I'm not sure why anyone's scrambling to catch that. Yeah, there like the there was this weird error and somebody dropped it and then the runner on second was out but the runner on first was not. It just got very strange. There was some sloppy baseball happening on the Rays defense end on Friday. Like the Sox ultimately came close to tying it, not because they did anything particularly good, but because the Rays just like kind of forgot how to field. Yeah. Um, we've taken a really long walk away, and I think well, we probably, in the interests of things, should get start walking back to where we were. So, I mean, we want to talk about Bryce getting paid. We want to talk about his, his walk-off home run and also other stuff we like. But, I mean, if we want to talk about teams playing themselves, why don't we just talk about the Mets? Yeah. <laughs> I think that, yeah. We can, we can, everybody knows that Bryce got paid. So, like, <laughs> the Mets playing themselves. How many people are injured right now for the Mets? All of them. Like um, the entire Mets. Well, Familia's got a blood clot and an artery in his shoulder. Noah Syndergaard is broken. Cabrera's got his thumb thing. Mats is broken. Mats is broken. Um, Harvey is oddly not broken, but broke himself. Sort of. Um, is Flores back yet from his knee infection? I don't think so, but I don't know for sure. I just pulled up yeah. their transactions. Travis Darno is on the 10-day DL for something. Oh, my God. 
Didn't they, like, just get him back off of it? <sighs> I don't see him coming back. Noah and yeah. Syndergaard transferred to the 60-day DL. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't think Flores... Oh, Lucas Duda! Lucas Duda was activated yesterday. Hmm. Okay. Oh, Cespedes. Um, so they're going to... Still out. Still, yeah. I was going to say, can I quote friend of the show, GF Baseball, on this one? Oh, please. Someone asks her, imagine being a Mets fan right now. Her response... I have always felt some camaraderie with Mets fans, and they have suffered, no question. Are suffering. It seems like some of these things happen mostly to the Mets. <laughs> I was just going to say, imagine being a Mets fan right now, and I, my response would be, no thank you. <laughs> this has got to be awful for the fans. And and I, I, I mean, if I was a Mets fan, I would be infuriated, not because people are getting hurt, but because of the way everything is going down with the way that they're getting hurt. Yeah. Um, and that apparently the line they chose to draw was on Matt Harvey. Um, although, admittedly, I think that this whole, like, him getting suspended and everything probably is an indicator of previous past beha- previous bad behavior, as opposed to yeah. one single incident was, like, that's it, you're done. But it's like, sure, you're falling apart right now, go out and pitch, but you failed to text us that you were staying home, you're suspended. I mean, yeah, and it was like, okay, you went out, you drank till 4 a.m., you had a headache the next day after golfing and wanted to lie down and basically probably puke for a while mm-hmm. um, and didn't tell us that you were going to stay home the day before a start. Yeah. Okay. Well, and what really, what, really put the icing, what really put the icing on the cake there was that someone somewhere thought it was a good idea to ask Jose Reyes for comment. What? Or he just oh. offered it. What did Jose Reyes have to say? Basically that Harvey, like, needs to shape up. Oh, uh, yeah. Wow. Okay. Have you ever tried not beating your wife, Jose Reyes? Yeah, like, oh, yeah, uh, he was hungover and didn't tell us, but, like, I'm I'm playing the game the right way because I hit women. Or I hit a, an intimate partner, even. Like, what the wow. God. Yeah, yeah, so, so wow. good job on that one. Um whoever allowed Jose Reyes to speak to reporters about Matt Harvey, which, I mean, I don't know, maybe he just volunteered this comment himself. I don't know that anybody purposely asked him about it, but of all the players to make a statement on Harvey's erratic behavior, like, dude's being a douchebag. I have no love for Matt Harvey, but, like, he's not actively hurting anyone that we know of. Um, He's probably hurting his liver. Yeah, he's probably hurting (laughs) himself. It's okay, though. He's allowed. (laughs) I mean... The Mets don't believe that people have livers, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> They're like alcohol dehydrogenase. That's witch talk. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, to the Mets, the only thing that exists in the body is the UCL. Everything else is just fluff. Yeah. <laughs> like, we saw Noah Syndergaard melt down. Mm-hmm. Like, it was clear he was hurt. He refused an MRI. I, I think, like, I think it was Bob and FP who were like, yeah, um, you don't refuse an MRI if your team wants to do it. That's yeah. the point where you go and you stick your arm in the thing. Like... So, Sydney, you and I were talking about this a little while ago, and I just keep coming back to this. So we were talking about how Mad Bum went dirt biking and broke himself, and how, like, he has a responsibility to his team, which is paying him a lot of money to take care of his body, right? Mm-hmm. The flip side of that is the team, if the team is paying you all this money for you to take care of yourself, that means they have a responsibility to take care of you. Yes. Yeah. You know, like... 
you don't get to refuse the MRI and the team has to make you take the MRI. Like right. that, it kind of goes hand in hand there. If, if they're allowed to tell you what you can and can't do, you're allowed, you're like, it, well, and the other thing is, you know, custodial responsibility. Yes. The, I think it was the manager yeah. who said, I can't physically force him into the MRI machine, which, I mean, he's a big dude. You probably couldn't, but like, you cannot let him start. Like, yeah. this isn't rocket science. Yeah. yeah no like, MRI, no pitching. Yeah. Um, I think yeah. they have some leverage over him. Like, and and I think I'm a little bit more comfortable with play, the idea that players are ceding some of their bodily autonomy to a team in exchange for money. Well, and the other thing about bodily autonomy, an MRI is not an invasive medical procedure. No, I mean, take your keys out of your pocket and you'll be fine. Right, it does not harm you. If we were talking about making the choice to have surgery or not yeah i feel like that's another story yeah but also usually that choice would be okay you have the surgery or you don't get to play yeah right and so yeah it, this is one of those things where the mets are are, are bad at, at managing injury i think we're all pretty much in consensus about that violent yeah. violent agreement um noah Syndergaard was bad at managing his own injury but at the same time like how old is noah Syndergaard? It's like 24 or something. Yeah, 24. He, he should not be responsible for his, like, no, he doesn't get to be like, well, I feel fine. No. He doesn't have fully formed frontal lobe long-term decision-making. Like, well, and I hate to like take a medical degree. Action also true. But like, that's the thing. Like, you're not a medical expert, Noah Syndergaard. Of course, you're going to say you're fine to play. Like, Drew Storen said he was fine to play with 102 degree fever. Like, they're yeah. all going to say they're fine. It's the it's, it becomes responsibility the team to say no. You're not. We've invested X amount of money in you. We we want Noah Syndergaard. We want future Noah Syndergaard. And so current Noah Syndergaard needs to get his ass into the into the spinny magnet machine. Yeah. Like, and and that's also the thing with um a, because it's hockey playoffs going on right now. People are like, burr, 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 burr. well, this player played while bleeding from the face with a broken jaw and 12 broken ribs and five broken toes and a torn ACL, UCL, MCL, and <laughs> Rich Hill got a blister on his finger and he can't pitch. It's just, I mean, aside, like completely aside from the tough, the toughness aspect of this, the grit, I'm making extremely sarcastic air quotes. Oh, um, uh, like, <laughs> completely aside from that disgusting comparison, maybe they shouldn't be playing like that. Maybe they would play better if they weren't playing through 15 broken bones and torn whatevers. Like, and maybe they would produce better in the future for longer. I like, mean, we also, if they get hit on the head, don't let them keep playing just because they say they're fine because they might die. Yes. Like, I feel like we've on. also come full circle here where we were talking at the beginning about how much better Ryan Zimmerman is playing now that he is not injured. So case in exactly. point, really. Exactly. But, I mean, I, I, I was comparing, like, because the Nationals have had a, an inconsistent track record on, like, taking care of people the right way. But I look at, like, two examples in particular. The Strasbourg shutdown. Low, right? Right. <sighs> I know. But you know what? We shut him down. He was like, I want to play. And they're like, tough shit. You don't get to play. And what happened was he was fine. His arm is okay. He's still pitching well. And he resigned with us for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And it, okay. he, he and we have to have a genuine affection for and loyalty to the organization. 
Exactly. Then you look at Drew Storin, who was made to pitch through 101 Degree Fever, who basically was like, I'm done with y'all. Now, granted, he's not having a great time right now, but like he was like, I'm done y'all with y'all. I'm leaving. Or you take it, look at Bryce Harper, runs into the wall. I'm fine, guys. I can walk it off. Da, da, da. Then he's out for two months with a busted knee. Yeah. Like, wouldn't it have been better to, like, let him sit down for a week than have him sit down for two months? Yeah. You know? Like, it's pretty easy to see a pattern here. Wasn't Drew also sent down after that? Yes. Like, pitched yeah. with the flu, then got sent to Syracuse, to yeah. that insult oh. to injury. Oh, on the same day. Yeah. It was same that day. doubleheader. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he got sent out not even to, like, oh, we need you to go save this game. It was to clean up some garbage. Yeah. They, they honestly could have put the bullpen catcher out there. It was to clean yeah. up some garbage. And then he got uh, basically, he got DFA'd that day. Ugh. Well, not DFA'd. Not Just, DFA'd. Yeah. Uh, assigned. 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 Yeah. Optioned. Optioned. Yeah. Like, yo, but, like, side note on the bullpen catcher, um, the game that it was a thousand degrees and K, we had decided not to sit out yeah. in smart your seats smart. with you. Um, Grace and I were sitting over the bullpen. And the bullpen catcher was, like, a lot of fun interacting with the fans, like, during taping out to the ball game and, like, acting like he was going to throw us some sunflower seeds. Like, I'm not sure who that dude was. I feel like his last name was Martinez. Um, But mega props to the bullpen catcher. He was a lot of fun to, like, make eye contact with, interact with during the game. He he seems like a nice guy. (laughs) No reason to think that he isn't. No, I just had never, (laughs) you know, what do I know about the bullpen catcher, right? But, like, speaking of, he seems great. Like yes. Yeah, so anyway, sorry, yeah. I derailed that. <laughs> no, 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 it's fine. It's fine. Sick. It's just like <sighs> bummer about Sean Kelly, by the way, about how he was sick and then he like was finally better and then his back locked up on him. I hope he's what off happened? the DL soon. I thought he was. Ju- I thought he just got reactivated. I missed the the second injury. Oh, maybe he just got reactivated from that. I've been kind of out of it. Um. Because Coda just got reactivated, I know. Right, and and Kelly just got reactivated, I thought was the other one. Well, the reason he was on the DL in the first place was the back, not the being sick. Okay. And Basically, then... like, what happened was he, I don't know what he was sick with, whether he just had a cold or what, but he was out for a couple days not on the DL, just unavailable because of that. Mm-hmm. And then he was warming up on the day that he was supposed to be back, right. and he, like, felt something in his back, yeah. probably because of having been lying around being sick for a few days, like then he tweaked something when he was coming back. So that's what actually put him on the DL. Yeah. Uh, I think um, that's what he's coming back from now. Yay, yeah. good. I hadn't seen that. I saw yeah. Koda was back, and I'm really, yeah. really happy about that. The only people we have currently on the DL are Drew, Adam Eaton, obviously, uh, Sammy Solis, who it turns out it wasn't a roster move to the knee. Yeah. Um, he was actually, what's wrong with him? Elbow. It's cool. You know, he, he can get some ice from Phil's. and uh... Hasn't he already had at least one Tommy John? I don't remember. Sammy? Has he? I feel like he has, mm-hmm. but maybe I'm thinking of somebody else. But I, I'm so happy that Coda and Kelly are back now. Yeah, and um, you know, maybe... thinking about... Yes, he has already had Tommy John. Um, yeah. Thinking about the bullpen and the total shit show that was that game that Max started that he should have <sighs> gotten the win... You know, Romero just should not have been out there in that situation. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, it sucked. He let them tie it. Like, but I wasn't really mad at him for it, even though I was just really mad in general on Max's mm-hmm. behalf, because he just shouldn't have been out there for that inning. Like, that was not a situation in which any Romero is who you go to. Mm-hmm. 
you know, no hate on him, but he doesn't have the consistency or the control. Yeah, I don't know what we're going to do with him. Because, like, I don't, I'm not, like, angry at him in general, but clearly something is not working in the way he's being used. This is, like, the microcosm of what you're, what you're talking about is, like, the microcosm of it. But if, I have that, like, overall dream sense. Every time he comes in, I'm like, how, how, how's this going to go? I don't know. Mm-hmm. As opposed yeah. to, like, trying to just assume it's going to be bad. Right. Well, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> Romero throws 100. Yeah. But he just doesn't have the control and I wonder if he would benefit from some more time in the minors. You're probably that's probably true, but you just are giving me flashbacks to H Rod and oh god, I was just about to mention Henry Rodriguez. Oh no, Ew. what if he's H Rod too? Which maybe is why I'm sort of feeling like I don't I don't hate you on sight, but like I never know what I'm gonna get. I, I feel like he has more control, honestly. H Rod yeah. used to pitch to on the umpire backstop like that kind of level of wild pitching and it was at 101 miles an hour so yeah. like yeah we're not someone. seeing that yeah. like no. we're not seeing crazy wild he's we're just seeing umpire twice in a row yeah right. we're um, just seeing balls when we want to see strikes yeah, yeah. no 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 Atrod <laughs> had like legitimate really bad control but could yeah. throw the ball really fast yeah uh, whereas and i think, stuck with him for a really long time i mean to be fair like you can't else? teach 103 you can't teach yeah. it so um but like romero i think <clears throat> i think you're right just needs maybe a little bit more time a little bit yeah. more polishing a little bit more you know specific pitch mechanic discussion mm-hmm. and not to be thrown out in sort of rando situations yeah yeah, I mean, because it's just not super fair to him. And I can't imagine, like, I would not, if I were him, be able to look Max Scherzer in the eye. Like, I mean, to be fair, you would need a stepladder to do that. Hey, not if I were Romero. No, but for real, but like, like, that yeah. game, like, that, that game was, was chicken soup for the soul until it wasn't. Yes. Like, Max was, Max. I, I don't even know. <laughs> I don't even know what words I was looking for there. That was, that was... That was a lot. I was watching on my roommate's TV and I was afraid that she was going to come home and try to make me scooch over um, because her TV is in her bedroom and the side of the bed with the better view of the TV is her preferred side. So like periodically, if I'm watching baseball in her room, she'll be like, move over, move over, move over whenever she gets back from wherever she is. And I'm like, I don't, I can't tell you why I'm not going to be able to move. Why? (laughs) Yes, you can. Max Scherzer is pitching a very good game. Yes. There are things that have and have not happened in this game. You can't uh, change seats. You can't change seats. Can't change seats. Because he can feel you. I think <laughs> she would have looked at me like I was incredibly crazy and possibly just shoved me over. I to mean, fair, it, is inter- it is incredibly crazy behavior, but we all do it. So Of course we all do it. I was late to my own goddamn congratulations dinner <laughs> of Max's first no-hitter. I mean, that's, that's fair. priorities in the right order. Honestly. Oh, yeah. Um, well, what you guys were looking up the stats before the show, what's the percentage of him taking games, uh, no hits into oh, the sixth, um, and or games into the eighth in general? So according to Dan Colco, uh, Max Scherzer has now taken a no-hitter into the sixth inning 10 times as a national. That's 14% of his starts. That's disgusting. Yeah. That's just straight up, like, are, dirty, who are you, Max? Disgusting. Get out of here with that. No, don't get out of here. Stay. <laughs> stay. Stay. Same seats. We do. We love you. <laughs> like some of us more than others. Yes. <laughs> uh, I'm not sorry. But uh, that is some hot nonsense right there. Like, oh, yeah, oh, it's very God. hot nonsense. The, the hottest of nonsense. <laughs> um, 
yeah, and the no. strikeouts in this most recent no hit bid were just he has sixty two for the season. Yeah. Um, he has now passed Clayton. Did he tie or pass? I think he tied Clayton Kershaw for most strikeouts by an active pitcher. Career. Yeah. Wait, career. Yeah, the two of them of all active pitchers, I believe, are now tied for most strikeouts. I, I, I thought look that up Kershaw fast. was so far ahead that no one was. No, like, he was not. Yeah. I was watching that yeah. one. Max was getting close. Well, good. Yeah, good. I believe in that game he officially tied it. So I don't know. I assume Kershaw has had a start since then because I don't think they're on the same five-day yeah. rotation. But um, look out, Clayton. <laughs> well, Max is pitching tonight. Um the second second half of the doubleheader so he has a chance to catch it back up um but like yeah it i feel like that's indicative of all of our problems is like doing everybody's like on the rails going really good and then i mean there was eight innings of amazing baseball right Mm -hmm. gorgeous filthy beautiful baseball yeah and then (sighs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah i'm looking i'm sorry i'm looking at their their strikeout totals um if you give me a minute, I can download a spreadsheet and compare them. Because what would Sydney do without her spreadsheets? Nothing. Yeah. I'll um, say, I use, your, I use your offensive war spreadsheets for my fantasy team, and my hitters are not hitting. Yeah, no, I, I don't know. I, I tried. I failed. They're just uh, not hitting, and there's nothing that I can do to my encourage fantasy team them. Is, I can't. Is losing by I a lot. I can't get them to hit better. I can't. There's nothing, and it makes me so mad. <laughs> Like, I can't give Jose Altuve a pep talk and show him how to adjust his swing. That's not something that I'm able to do. But it just doesn't seem fair. Welcome to the wonderful world of fantasy baseball. I don't baseball. like it, Kay. It's not fair. Well, I we didn't have to do it. <laughs> you know, I was pretty clear <laughs> that, like, I would we could do this if everybody wanted I to. I just didn't expect to find it this frustrating. I feel so powerless. Yeah. I, I mean, go ahead and you, the way you fight the powerlessness is by making random roster moves and then going, oh God, I shouldn't have done that. Oh God, give it back to me. <laughs> um, <laughs> that's going to happen a couple times over the course of the season for sure. Well, if anybody has a catcher um, listed at six feet or under, I seem to be cursed gonna... because there are only like you three mean? and I've gone through all of them because everybody is going on the deal. Well, you got to look at who who's going on a DL for how long in this situation. Well, Chris Iannetta just got hit and... in the face. <gasps> I think he's okay. Yikes. Is he wearing a mask? Or was I'm not sure if it batting? was batting or catching. I think if it was hit in the face while catching, people wouldn't be talking about it. Because catchers tend to take one to the face more often than your Oof, average bear. Sorry, I just saw a picture for the first time. Um, broke his nose batting, and knocked right. out a couple of teeth. Yeah. yeah, he was batting. He took a 93-mile-an-hour fastball to the face. He oh has fractured teeth and nose. Mm-hmm. Oh, my but God. But not, nothing lucky. life-threatening. So, yeah, no, in hockey, I mean, he would be playing the next period, right? <laughs> right. Because or if you were a Met. Yeah. That's what we yeah, should no. do. I mean, I mean, the fact that he yeah. took a 93-mile-an-hour fastball to the face and all he got was a broken nose and some teeth. Yeah. Like that that is very very lucky um well, yes, he seems I agree. to be would... mm-hmm. he seems to be doing fine other than like his nose being splinted yeah but yeah people would basically say hey you don't need your face to play baseball 
<laughs> I like their in. faces. Their faces should stay intact. I think their families probably like their faces too. Okay, so career strikeouts. Clayton Kershaw is 2271. Max Scherzer is 1943. Wait, then what stat yeah. were we looking at? Because there was it's, definitely, Masson was showing something that Max had just tied. I'm it's, sure. Oh, it's probably this year. Yeah, for the season. Yeah, Max is at 62 strikeouts and Kershaw's at 57. No, there was something I, hang on a second. Okay. Because, yeah, I mean, that's a significant, I mean, I, I don't think that's an insurmountable gap, but that would be a very hard gap to. to... And, and they have been playing for the same oh. amount of time. Yeah. Like, they've both been playing since since 2008, I'm, so it makes I'm it sorry. more. more there's something, equitable. yeah, there's something that Masson has been showing. Well, I mean, Max did surpass him last season for strikeouts. He, he, Max had 284, and Kershaw had a buck 72. Yeah. It's just that Kershaw was the leader in strikeouts, you know, three other seasons. And Max has <laughs> now two seasons. Yeah. In other news, Clayton Kershaw is good at baseball. <laughs> I know it's a controversial is opinion. He? Is he? I don't know. I feel like we might have to ask that question very seriously. In other news, can Rich Hill fix the blister on his damn finger? <sighs> I think you need to just drop Rich Hill. He's on my... Yeah, yeah I know. Yeah. I know. But like, oh, he was good. Now he's not good. Because he's not playing. What I will say is, how is it taking this long for the blister to heal? <laughs> Blisters usually heal in a couple of days if you just stop doing the thing that was rubbing the blister. Yeah, pee on your damn hand and keep it moving. Huh. Like, <laughs> I, like, I'm not, I don't agree with people like, hockey, he's not playing with a blister. And, you know, Joe Thornton yeah. didn't play with a foot that time. But, like, <laughs> like he just played with a, a bone in the sock. Like... Ew. <laughs> but like at the same time i'm like come on rachel like come on pee on your hand i know you can't have tape on it on the field but like uh, puffing up a little bit i need you to pitch i'm still looking for that stat by the way okay it, um i think we can move on though and you can we can come back to it if and when you find it well because masson made a big deal of it and i did not hallucinate this okay to be fair masson makes a big deal out of everything it's kind of the home team's like prerogative you cherry pick to find a stat that makes your guys look good and then you go like wee wee hey look at how good they are like it's it's kind of what you do so it could be like max has pitched more games when it was sunny and there were crickets than clayton <laughs> kershaw has played games like you know what i mean like i do of, but maybe it's something something legitimate um Maybe it's like Max has more strikeouts with like a runner on second than Clayton It's not. Does. It's not something that random. While the I know moon is in this certain phase, and we're comparing. I mean, we're comparing apples to apples, and both apples are good apples. <laughs> like yeah, yeah. Um, neither well, is delicious. Go ahead and see if you can find it. I think like I'm a little bit like worn down after like the injury talk. Now I need to go run up another set of emotional stairs. So hmm. can we talk about? Should what we circle back around? each of our pitchers would be because I really think Gio might be a honey crisp. I don't know enough about the different kinds of apples to be Ooh, able to get kind of a granny smith apple. I'm going to Max call is it. a ginger gold. Max is a ginger gold. Okay. How <laughs> do you guys know this much about apples? I'm like it's a round thing and it's crunchy when I bite it and it tastes good. You grew apple. up in Massachusetts. What's wrong with you? I cook a lot with apples. There apple are different kinds. Actually, I, I don't pick Gio is a pink lady. <laughs> Um, Kay, come visit me in the I fall. 
I, will I love apples. apples. I just don't care that much about the different kinds of apples. I will teach you why you should care. Because it makes a difference oh when you're baking versus versus eating versus like cooking with them. Oh, I don't bake. That's why. That sounds like a personal problem. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm just I, eating them, I'm like, mm, tasty and crispy. Until two minutes ago, I didn't think I had opinions on which apple best represented each of our pictures. <laughs> but like, I now have a lot of opinions on the fact that Tanner Roark is a Granny Smith. Um, Max Scherzer, like a ginger gold when you bite into it, snaps back. <laughs> there you go. Okay, that was, yeah, that was good. Okay. Um, so on that note. Yeah, I think let's just sort of, look, our bullpen is a mess and we know it. But our starting pitching, like Max, is great. Gio had a little blip, but he's been solid. Tanner has been solid. Um, Strauss we don't know where solid. Our... What? Strauss. Strauss has been Strauss solid. Has been and solid. Strauss hit a homer. Yeah, and Strauss oh, hit a homer. Strauss bomb. He, he, like, oh. watched that thing, too. I, I, it's been his first in, like, three years. Of course he watched it. <laughs> yeah, Good he watched me. it. He did his little trot. Like, it was And, cute. I mean, it remained... It remains to be seen who's going to be our fifth starter because Joe's still down in the minors and AJ Cole just got sent down. So probably we're looking at Turner. Mm-hmm. Um, I've liked Turner but, so far. I'm willing to give yeah. him a chance for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So that's solid. Our hitting is solid. Bryce hit that home run, that walk-off home run last night. And uh, as thank you for the giant bag of money that he got. <laughs> um and the Renaissance is going well, and we'll figure out a worth is worth but stronger. I don't know. That's not very pithy, but we need something to call what worth is doing. I feel like on the whole, we're in the plus column here. Yeah, I mean, we've also we've barely talked about Murphy, other than his batting stance looking like he's laying yeah. an egg. Um, but he's Murphy been, has been hot. I mean, I'd love to give a yeah. queer fancy stats update real quick, if you guys don't mind. Yes, please. Um, so as most of our listeners know, queer fancy stats is uh an idea that was posed by Jen Rubenstein, who is tracking Daniel Murphy's offensive statistics and based on his hitting is making donations on a monthly basis to different DC area LGBT organizations in his honor. Um, So the final April total, as I think I mentioned last time was 5194 to Casa Ruby. So if anybody had wanted to match that um, and had just missed what the total was $51.94 to Casa Ruby. Um, May so far, um, we're recording this before the doubleheader on the 14th. Um, so, so far he is at $21.25 and this month's donation is going to the Team DC Scholarship Fund. Team DC is an organization which um, works with LGBT athletes and their scholarship fund is for LGBT identifying high schoolers who are looking for scholarship money for college. Okay. Well, that sounds good. I, I'll tell you, every single time I'm at the game now, instead of cheering for Daniel Murphy, I say, I want to donate more money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, it's 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 been a brilliant idea. I'm yeah. really glad it's still going. Um, if anybody's yeah, looking for he, that on Twitter, it's at Queer Fancy Stats. Yeah. And I mean, and he's certainly, I, I'm, I'm happy to see for the Nationals fan inside of me, as well as the... Um, Donator of money. Philanthropist, donational, <laughs> whatever. Um, I, it, I'm glad that he hasn't like fallen back on who he was before two seasons ago. Like I'm glad that the trajectory is still kind of going in mm-hmm. the right direction for cause for the money that's being raised and obviously for the statistics of the team. So. Oh, yeah. I mean, screw everybody that's, who that's was nice. saying he was going to tank this year. Hello. Well, yeah. and I mean, well, like the thing that made him good 
is his eye. Like, it's not... I I hate to credit to whatever it is between his ears, because some parts of that don't work so great. (laughs) Um, But, like, it appears to be his his hand-eye coordination, his judgment. Like, he's not... I mean, he does hit for power, but he's also just hitting for average so well that it's that's almost harder to tank mm-hmm. um true 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 like that mm-hmm. is but like you know when you're when you're just like i'm just gonna get on base I'm just mm-hmm. gonna get on base i'm just gonna get on base like that's that's something that hopefully doesn't go away without you know yeah. with with injury or like rather than like oh i'm just gonna you know not put it over the fence or whatever but like if if the goal is i'm just gonna hit it where a fielder isn't Mm -hmm. i feel like that's a harder skill to to gain and it's a harder skill to lose i hope i think that's i think that's right so um all sign all signs the positive the bullpen really needs to get it it itself together but um we're moving in a more positive direction there yeah i mean with coda back that'll be that'll be a nice little charge Kelly's back. Kelly's back. That's huge. His hair looks kind of yeah. like ramen, by the way. Yeah, it's because it really? it's going to be May. <laughs> yeah, when we were sitting over the bullpen, I saw him with his hat off for, I think, the first time. And I was surprised at how blonde and curly it was. I don't really think of him as being a blonde mop. Curly hair. Yeah, I definitely would not have guessed that. Um, do you think but... our bullpen could do a Backstreet Boys thing? Or actually, that's an InSync thing. That, yes, I do. Okay. I feel like you guys are doing this just to hurt me. (laughs) We are. (laughs) Apple's Um, thing. It's it's hashtag on brand. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But anyway, like, hopefully having Kelly back and and having someone with some more, getting the veterans in there will hopefully settle down the kids and this will get sorted out. Um, But I think with that, we're talking back around in circles. So shall we call it a night or an afternoon? I guess yeah, we got a double header to watch. Yeah, we got a double header to watch. Um, I mean, some of us have mothers to go cook for. My mother is yeah. not in town. Like, <laughs> well, watch some baseball for me because I'm going to cook okay. for my mother. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm um, going to see her next week. But I was like, oh, I'm really terrible. I'm not doing anything on Mother's Day. I'm like, wait, she's she's not in, not here. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm um, I'm but, driving about 45 minutes, but I I yeah. I concede the accessibility issue. <laughs> Um, but anyway, so happy belated Mother's Day to um, everyone, to all of our listeners, because this will be going up, of course, after Mother's Day. Oh, yeah, but, happy Mother's Day. Happy uh, Mother's her... Day to Trey Turner's mom. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll Donna, have to keep count. Mrs. Turner. We'll keep count of who's um, who's wearing what pink items uh, tonight, and hopefully they have the good sense to not on either of these games wear their red jerseys and their pink knee socks because uh, <laughs> thank you um but with that i think let's let's wrap it up download us on itunes uh coming soon an easier way to download us on non-apple phones email us restingpitchface at gmail.com and we welcome all things uh questions comments things to call worth is renaissance <laughs> if you will um the, the worth enlightenment the <laughs> high middle ages <laughs> Um, <laughs> something from Game of Thrones. Uh, the, the White Walker. Actually, I like that. He takes okay. a lot of walks. And he, and takes, he is um, white. He is super white under there. Um, 
anyway, Look, he, he takes a lot of walks and you can't kill him. That's exactly <laughs> what he is. And he's comes, he comes, my, my husband is convinced he comes from like the north above, the, like beyond the wall. So, well, that where much is he up. actually from? I don't know. Space. Somewhere on the east coast, I think. I don't know. Um, Whatever. Okay. Beyond the wall works. Yeah. Yeah. He's clearly a wildling of some kind. Um, but anyway, if you have if you have more suggestions uh, like that, send He's them to our Twitter. Home. Rest in pitch face with no G. Any last comments from the peanut gallery? <laughs> I mean, I could start singing in sync, but you might disown me. I would just I would just cut Do the part. We're just done. We're Do just done. It. All right. <laughs> <laughs> resting pitch face. Resting pitch face. I'm Kay. I'm Laura. And I'm Sydney. Let's go Nats. Let's go Nats. Let's go Nats. Please come back, Tyler. It's just not the same since you went away. We really miss your eyewear. And the way you confused that is at the plate. There's a C for you right next to Drew, and we need you to pitch the A. Besides, there's no other team who uses chocolates as a celebrate.